Hello everyone and welcome to the new episode of TM Podcast. My name is Elena Jaworska and I am very happy to be here for the first time and to be in the role of moderator. So um, shortly to myself, I am a communication expert in TM and I'm also responsible for uh, our roadmap and new features. And today we have a really great news as our new release on the market and in general availability. And uh, we have a lot of new features and of some of them we would like to talk today. And together with me, we have uh, two experts in the room, uh, Markus and Bernd. Maybe you could shortly introduce yourself, Markus. Mm-hmm. My name is Markus Zahn. I'm the responsible architect for the planning process. That also includes the package building uh, and um, the load planning. Uh, and um, due to that responsibility, I'm also involved in the topic of the load consumption. Thank you, Markus. Bernd? Yeah, my name is Bernd Dittrich. Um, I'm uh, one of the architects in, in order management. And so uh, we have to handle the results of Markus and uh, the complete team, of course, and uh, store it, etc. So we also had the pleasure to look into that uh, topic of pellets and how they are um, but the quantities, how they are modeled in our system. And Olena, we should not forget, you're not only a communication expert, you also have a nice history in, in the planning area. So it's not only communication, you also have a good background. So I'm looking forward to have you as one of the new hosts here in the podcast. Thank okay. you so much. And I have already heard a new um, terminology, load consumption quantity. So this is really new for me. And... Um, Maybe what is actually normalized load consumption quantity? What is the idea behind? Why do we have this right Mm. now? Yeah, from my point of view, there are basically uh, two reasons driving this topic. Um, And we struggled with that, I guess, uh, over the past releases uh, for quite a long time. And so the first thing that I uh, see where we needed to improve was to basically take a look at the document and figure out what's in there. So with the um, process of package building, you typically are interested in, for example, how many Euro pallets uh, are required to transport uh, the goods that I need to ship. So you want to take a look at the freight unit and basically know on top item level what's in there. And uh, Bernd can uh, go into the details. Mm. So uh, I think the... This load consumption um, quantity, as I think, so from a very high level perspective, it's actually the the target of that whole development was to model the consumption of pellets and pellet-like uh, um, packaging uh, materials in a consistent way, considering that there is unfortunately not only one euro pellet in the world, but mm-hmm. you have all kind of mixtures of different types of pellets. So you can have, you have in Europe the Euro pellet, but not only, there are also what is Germany called Düsseldorfer uh, or pellet. Or industry pellet. Or industry pellet. So a lot of different uh, sizes uh, of pellets. And now the question is, how many pellet footprints uh, do I have? And now knowing that a pellet is not a pellet, um, the only question is, what is a pellet footprint? And this is actually what we try to address uh, with this uh, development. And it's it's two dimensions that we try to address. So one question is, how many kind of normalized, uh, and that's already maybe a step ahead, but how many kind of normalized pellets 
would I use? And uh, on the other hand, uh, also how many of that specific pellets uh, do I have? So it's a difference if I have uh, only Euro pellets uh, com combined, uh, compared to having Euro pellets and industry pellets of three dimensions mixed. So, yeah, so basically mm. now you get uh, with the new development an overview of the real packaging material that is required. So this typically comes out of the package builder where you say this item shall go onto a Euro pellet and another item goes into a pellet cage for example, and you quickly get an overview of the real packaging material. I think this is interesting anyway. Um, but as soon as you are using multiple different top-level packages that finally end up in the resource during the load planning, you also need to have, a, I, I would say, more abstract view on all of this real uh, packaging material in a normalized quantity that you quickly get an overview How much cargo space will it consume when being transported, independently of if it's on an industry pallet or a Euro pallet? And this is actually the second reason why we tackled this uh, with the latest development in TM 9.6 and the S4 release 1809. Uh, the planning process from a package building point of view got much more complicated. Um, before that, we have built the packaging information already during the freight unit building. So there was actually a pallet going to one specific customer. So there was no consolidation. And that already was the real pallet that in the end would have been transported. So it was actually, actually a reasonable input for the tour planning. So for the automatic VSR planning, because the VSR optimizer then decided about, for example, a road freight order and did the assignment to the resource correctly because the pallet was already, or the pallets were already correctly created. But with the new process of the consolidation package building, where TM now allows the consolidation of multiple different customers on a very heterogeneous mixed pallet for a delivery scenario, Uh, you cannot build this pallet before the routing decision. So the VSR, automatic planning, needed to be enabled to work on a more precise estimation, which is now the normalized quantity. So mm. I think we come uh, yep. to that in, in more detail, so don't be scared <laughs> uh, <laughs> later. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to so, sum it up, mm -hmm. uh, the, the second reason was to improve the planning quality for the end-to-end -end process. And um, maybe a little bit of history, because of course the problem is not new, and Marcus already mentioned that we also kind of addressed it before. So um, one thing, uh, or, or it has been done historically, so to say, we always had the infamous uh, pieces, pieces, two fields in the item in the root in our quantities, or quantities and additional quantity is a UI name uh, for it. And they kind of, uh, the, the approach was, okay, you can in a body maintain the, the pieces too as a way to model the probable pallet consumption. But as, as I already said, the probable pallet consumption already shows it is either normalized or maybe this specific pallet. So there was only place for one. And also you potentially, uh, if you, if the quantity, 
quantity itself is also of value. So it's uh, it's three kegs, and that is equivalent to I don't know one uh, pellet. Then you're already kind of running out of fields uh, nearly. And it was also always a bit of a hidden body-driven uh, process. There was no way to easily um, just define it uh, yourself. And that is something we tried to address. And we had an extra push <laughs> to do so in the course of that package building or consolidation package building development because um, the historically we said okay I'm I'm a pellet or I'm, I'm half uh, a pellet but it was pretty hard to express I'm a quarter of a standard pellet and in in parallel I'm also half an industry pellet so to say yeah so we, we needed more uh, more ex um, how to say it more um, explicit way to express the this two dimensions. Maybe we can now also introduce what, what we came up uh, with the terms here. Mm -hmm. Before you get me lost, yeah. let me yeah. just summarize what I have heard. So this uh, normalized load consumption quantity or this pallet uh, footprint, this is done for better estimation the load space in the truck. So that means that the truck should also be aware, I would like to say, about this normalized quantity. So mm -hmm. he this truck or the resource should be available to read this information as well. So what yeah. is the processes behind all? Um, mm. Because I have, for example, I'm just looking through the terminology and we have load consumption quantity, normalized load consumption quantity, additional normalized load consumption quantity. So how, yeah. how, how yes, it is a little bit confusing. So how could we match all of this? So I have mm. understand. So this is for better estimation, but how does it match? How does it work all together? So yeah. mm. I, I can talk a little bit about this. I mean, from a planning point of view, um, if you are in such a scenario where normalized quantities uh, play a role, so where you have multiple different package materials, where you want to use the VSR optimizer, uh, you need that abstract level. So there the normalized quantities are the tool to improve the planning process. The load consumption quantity itself expresses the real content in the real package material. So there you don't need that abstract level. So the planner takes a look at the document and immediately sees there's a Euro pallet in it and there's a pallet cage in it. So this is reasonable and um, helpful information when making a manual planning decision. That's the yeah, maybe that's a yeah load consumption uh, quantity LCQ uh, on and off also used that term and as Marco said the semantic is really what what is my consumption of a defined uh, packaging mm -hmm. a specific packaging material a concrete one so Euro pellets industry pellet very specific where it comes from that's uh, we come to that later how would I know that I'm on a Euro pellet or, or so but it's really a concrete one it's still not normalized so that's the load consumption quantity that is where am i loaded mm -hmm. uh, on in a specific way then we come to next um, the normalized uh, uh, load uh, consumption quantity nlq and maybe marcus you can yeah. explain the purpose of that mm. yeah so mm. basically if you have multiple different package materials they typically consume different uh, space in the resource so for example cage pallet and pallet yeah, yeah. so they have different dimensions so mm -hmm. they will consume different space but uh, for the vsr to pick the right resource actually not only the volume is relevant but also the floor space and also the highest dimension for example of a pallet and using the normalized quantity you uh, yeah raise all of those concrete packaging 
load consumption quantities to a more abstract level. So you can say my resource has a normalized capacity and I don't care if this capacity is consumed, for example, by 10 pellet cages or maybe eight euro pellets. Uh, and since the freight units know what they consume in the normalized quantity, the uh, VSR optimizer can make an explicit decision and match the capacity to the yeah, demand. <laughs> and uh, important to mention here is, I think there are two different approaches to define the normalized quantity. So if you are in a company where you have really one main top-level package materials, so 99% of your cargo is transported on a Euro pallet and very seldom you use something else, you can actually use as the normalized quantity also what you use for the real packaging material for the Euro pallet, for example, the unit of measure of that Euro pallet, EPL, for example, and normalize into your well-known standard package material. Or if you are in a more heterogeneous scenario and you want to separate definitely from the real packaging material, you can also pick an artificial unit of measure. Mm -hmm. So this is then more abstract. So some customers understand it easier if they have a main target package material because they don't need to care then about the uh, abstract level of that. But for other scenarios, it is uh, very reasonable to go away from one packaging material because then you get a mix up of the information. Exactly. It's also a lesson learned, as I would say, from our, let's say, testing and, and development. Mm -hmm. If if you, even so, you have always kind of a, one of the, that's in Europe, maybe the Euro palette as a, as an equivalent for that normalization. Uh, often it's a good idea um, to still have something with a different name from that. Otherwise, people would, well, you, if you talk about, okay, that's three euro pallets, uh, you would never know, is that now three, what we call load consumption quantity euro pallets, so it's really packaged on a euro pallet, or is it a, a scenario where it's converted into a, so a normalized, uh, so like six Düsseldorfer uh, pallets, which is the equivalent of three euro pallets. So that's why I think the, Uh, recommendation is if you have multiple or heterogeneous uh, packaging, to, uh, we think it's easier to have something neutral. Neutral. No? So you mean that just like a virtual unit? So. Uh, like a virtual unit uh, to, to always know just from looking at the unit and we come also to the modeling in, in a minute, just looking at the eye would know it's either or. It's not hmm, maybe, is it normalized or is it the uh, load consumption quantity. Bernd, could you also spend some words on the additional normalized yes, load consumption Yes, quantity? there's one more. Uh, one more thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so we uh, talked about the pallet footprint and, and all that. Something that we, let's say, wanted to start to address uh, is also in the loading meter uh, topic. So in, let's say, in, in a planning world, it's pretty common to talk about uh, pallet footprints, but then if it comes to subcontracting, this is often converted into loading meter. Or maybe there are different terms in world for it, but basically that, that that's represents in a way how much of the truck in meters measured from the beginning, so to say, do I uh, consume. There are also, of course, different definitions of that, but uh, We introduced now uh, an explicit field for that and where the fields are located. I think that's our next step. But um, 
the idea between the additional normalized quantity is to have some, uh, just so far it's just a conversion of the normalized quantity into something else and typically it's from pellet footprints normalized pellet footprints into loading meter so that is what we uh, try to address here we know that there are for that transfer there may be complex uh, rules and if something is like half a pellet or so is it uh, reading the loading meter or not um, we are not addressing that so far it's a, a static conversion mm -hmm. but you have a persistence for it so you can on top uh, apply your own logic and over the time we will may also introduce new rules but pretty often it is a static conversion and that is what we have implemented so So the keyword is implemented. It sounds like that we have a lot of new fields, maybe. And yeah, maybe. But what I would like to do is mm -hmm. just one more because it's so important. Just go through the list, uh, summarize again. So we have the load consumption quantity. That's the pellet. Is like the physical pellet. So how much of of a Euro pellet or a Düsseldorfer or a Czech pellet do I consume? We have the normalized uh, load consumption quantity NLQ. Uh, which is this specific dimension transferred into something that is yeah, normalization of all, so that they make it comparable. And then this applied with a factor leads to the additional normalized quantity representing loading meters or so. Okay, sorry, just because I think that... This is really yeah. important because I think this is <laughs> a new mm. terminology that we haven't heard before. So at least it context, um, our context here in TM. And thank you for that. But for example, now I am, uh, I understand, for example, I am a company, I am a planner in that company, and I have different palettes, I have different packaging materials. So what should I do? I would like to use this feature because I think this is exactly what I need. So how should I start? What should I define? Where should I do this? I would like to start even one step uh, before uh, um, but technically maybe okay we are it's a development podcast uh, also so uh, maybe uh, let's briefly just talk on where we store those fields it's maybe not so interesting from a process point of view but it's a, also a prerequisite mm -hmm. uh, i would say oh, basically so, i think mm -hmm. this is connected i mean if mm -hmm. we talk about where we store it you will also find this information then in the document mm -hmm. on exactly that uh, entity. where do i see it yeah. coming to your question exactly and um, as marcus uh, mentioned this load consumption quantity that is per material so for i don't know one pt bottle is always packed on on a certain chap pellet and, and something else is put on a different material something else naturally this needs to be stored on, on the items because different products so this is our normal package type assignment process so how something is packaged yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. this is definition is uh, and we come to that in more detail later is uh, for example in the package type assignment um, but the storage in our documents is that's why also on item level because it's specific per item And that's why it needs to be on on, on item. So each level. line item then now knows in uh, in the freight unit, or but also in the capacity document, how much do I consume in the load consumption quantity, and if you have activated this also in the normalized load consumption quantity. So I can take a look at the item, and mm -hmm. you will find the fields there, giving you the information as the planner, taking a look at a line item, how much it will consume. 
By the way, I think we didn't mention it yet. So for for both for the load consumption quantity unit of measure and also for the uh, normalized and also for the additional, we are using normal units of measurement. We also had discussions about that and it's kind of equivalent to material master. So in the end, you have per packaging material a unit of measure. So we evaluated all the pros and cons. And in the end, the decision was done. It's another quantity and so in the end you define for every load consumption quantity for every packaging material that you want to express in a system you create a unit of, of measure so this is a yeah, new unit of measure yeah, so you exactly. need to define first like this yeah, one. and okay. also very important uh, because i've seen that at customers that they use the standard unit of measure pal for mm -hmm. example for multiple different packaging materials this is not possible then any longer if you want to differentiate between mm -hmm. different packaging materials you need to have different units of measure as base unit of measure for those separated packaging materials from my point of view from a data cleanness perspective this makes sense anyway i mean sometimes it's more convenient to use let's say a more general unit of measure, but now the clear recommendation from our side, if you're in such a scenario, for the at least for the top level packaging materials, you should have different units of measure. Exactly. And, and that holds true for the package materials, so to say, but also for the normalized yeah. one. As we mentioned before, our recommendation in, in mixed scenarios would to be to have something like NLQ or whatever you call it uh, dimension, and it may also be two different in the two, let's say in two different domains, so to say. Yeah? So let's say Australia and Europe, for example, and, and US is, is different in terms of what a standard palette uh, actually is. So you may have multiple of, of those. So if you use TM in a global company, uh, mm. the planning might be completely different from the scenario okay. or the geography where you are in. So uh, there's no limitation into that regard. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we, by the way, we also do not deliver like default uh, uh, packaging material units of measure also. Yeah. This is mm. my next mm. question would be, mm. for example, if we do not need this, so for example, my scenario is very simple. Mm. Is it mandatory to use it? How, can I switch it off or? Actually, you have to switch it on. Yeah? So uh, okay. oh, it's optional. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's, optional. it's optional. You activate it. Uh, we come to that maybe later if we go through the process. But yes, it's optional and all no worries. The pieces, pieces two uh, way still works. So we did not uh, did a disruptive uh, change that would stop everything. So you can just upgrade and and not activating it. It, it will run like before, maybe faster. Since so now uh, now we've talked about mm -hmm. uh, the information on the item, but of course the planner does not want to check mm -hmm. all of the items in the document. So there's also information available on each document header maybe bent yeah so yeah we said the load consumption quantity packaging material is on item and f and on the item also we convert into the normalized one so for every item we know what is my uh, how much of a industry palette i am and also how much of a normalized one and now this second value is aggregated on on root level so i now uh, in a freight so unit you mean for example, this the normalized one mm -hmm. the standardized uh, virtual palette this is i calculated per item and then i and, and see it also per item which also has its own value and then i aggregate it on root level so that i would know on root level what is my total uh, number of virtual 
footprint. So how much would I use in total? And this information is then, uh, for example, used uh, in, in VSR, but we come to that later. Mm -hmm. On a root level, we then also convert this normalized quantity in the, into the additional one. It's really just for display purposes. Mm -hmm. This is a static conversion, but it makes it easier if I know I have that many loading meters so that I, the planner and the cockpit could, for example, summarize it and would know I have like 10 unplanned loading meters in a, into a certain area instead of converting the pallet footprints into mm. it. It's just a yep. convenience tool. But I think the utilization and this remaining process will be another maybe topic for... That is also something mm -hmm. relevant. We come to that uh, surely uh, later. But if you just have a list of freight units, you would see on, on header level, um, in the end, an aggregation of pallet footprint and loading meters consumption. So yeah. how much would I most likely require? But step before, how should I convert this? Ah, okay. Do, how do I get yes, uh, uh, between, uh, so from the, yeah, from okay. The, That's yes. a very valid point. Calculation is the answer. <laughs> no. Uh, the, the formula. So, um, yeah, maybe we can, maybe we can also start. I think now we have defined all the places of what we have, where we store it. And then maybe now we can just come to where does it come from to the calculation. Yeah, but maybe so. didn't we miss one? Do we aggregate actually the load consumption quantities? I mean the... Uh, I think yeah, we have okay. the package material overview. Mm -hmm. I mean mm -hmm. the aggregation of the normalized quantities from the items to the header level is possible because there is only one normalization unit of measure. But if you take a look at the load consumption quantity, and we already talked about uh, different top-level package materials, I think in a standard scenario you typically have one or two. Mm -hmm. But we also know customers that have very many uh, different top-level package materials. Maybe not pallets, but they use different box sizes. Mm -hmm. uh, and we wanted to be prepared for such a scenario, even though we our target customers currently have a limited number. Um, we prepared the aggregation of the load consumption quantity into the package material overview. So now on the document itself, you can either get an overview using an, an additional field where the information is concatenated so to get a quick overview or you can go into the details uh, and figure out what's exactly in there. So we aggregate from the item level all of the information that is there and make it available either on the header or in the package. So you have overview. both views. So Okay. Exactly. So no, on the item we have uh, normalized and Uh, load consumption quantities mm -hmm. from there we summarize on the one hand side to the root only the normalized one in the first place because the root is one entry so only one value and it converts this one then into the additional one also on header level and in parallel let's say on a freight unit level more for information purposes uh, we also summarize uh, the number of uh, specific packages load consumption quantities and that's the packaging overview that's the name of that and that's a new subnote yeah. Of the root, exactly. Yeah, we even have some extra features there, but we come to that. Uh, yeah. I think let's later. focus on this yeah. one. Yeah, but it's now we have all mm. of the free spots uh, where the information is stored and also visible to the planner. Exactly, and maybe now. So why point mm -hmm. this conversion? Because <laughs> this is very interesting for me, and I think it will also help to understand how the what the processes do we have behind it and how it's come to this normalization. Maybe burned. It's. Yeah, there are different ways. It depends, of course. Huh? SAP and we have different customers, different scenarios. Maybe we can start with something very simple. 
Yeah. So um, you you have very static rules on. You only kind of palletize on a certain standard palette um, or virtual palette. You don't use uh, package building, but uh, still you have static conversion. So a certain material always uh, is packed is into uh, normalized. Uh, um, oh, sorry, it's packed on, on Euro pallets and you want to know what is the total normalized quantity, but without package building. That's the most simplistic process. So what happens is you uh, a new item uh, appears. It has a material master um, maintained. And in that, that is one thing, left side of the calculation, so to say. So I have a material and in the material I have conversions maintained between my Let's say quantity of the material, 20 pieces, and another unit, the normalized quantity. Now the question, as we already mentioned, you could have Europe scenario. or mm -hmm. So the next step is, how would I know what is my normalized quantity dimension for that scenario? And this is defined in the document type. This is also, by the way, the implicit activation of the tool. So if you maintain um, a normalization quantity in the document type, then... Calculation starts. Otherwise, document type like forwarding freight or freight unit type. Freight Let's unit. say in, in our process, maybe start with a freight unit mm -hmm. uh, here. So freight unit being starts, you determine a freight unit type uh, in the course of that. And uh, in the freight unit type, you have that's a normalized quantity NLQ. Let's call that dimension also NLQ. Yeah. So that's my normalized quantity for Europe, maybe. Yeah. And now what we do, it's pretty simple. So we check, okay, I have a material with quantity X. In the material, do I have a conversion into that uh, normalized dimension, NLQ uh, in that case? If yes, okay, do the math and enter the value in this normalized quantity field in the item. The load consumption quantity is ignored in that simple scenario. So you, we wouldn't know what is the actual packaging material. I just need to know what is my normalized footprint. Mm -hmm. And that kind of addresses many, I think, of the traditional scenarios where in a body you would feel the pieces too um, and then use that kind of static uh, conversion. So that's a very bread and butter, very simple mm -hmm. process. All you have to do is activating the normalized quantity in the document type. That's the easy part. And of course, maintaining the conversions uh, in the material master, uh, maintaining effect in the material master is also required. But maybe you already have that done, then exercise. For example, if you use that to convert um, or fill the pieces too um, in the past. So this is only once, once you need to convert this only once and that it be also yeah. very time consuming. Yeah, so you maintain okay. in the material master, you maintain mm -hmm. this conversion or conversions. That, you know, uh, always have a source and destination unit and you can also have multiple conversions from different like if you sell something in pieces or in packs in a way then you could have conversions uh, between this two into the normalized mm -hmm. quantity and as a result you would have that normalized quantity filled field and also then aggregated and converted into loading meters loading. on header level you would not have that load Uh, what is it? Load consumption. No, cons yeah, the load consumption quantity, and hence also not um, the packaging uh, info, because you wouldn't. That, that's on an abstract level, so to say. That's the easy way, and for the complex stuff, uh, uh, I would hand over. Uh, Mark, if if it's if if you don't have questions on that part, 
but I think it's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for the more complex scenarios, I hand over to Marcos. Yeah, so as soon as you cannot define this uh, statically on the material master data, because you're in a yeah, consolidation scenario where you have a high number of mixed pellets, so different products go together, and depending on the combination of the products, uh, quantity dependent, of course, uh, you might be able to consolidate very well <laughs> or you don't. So you have, for example, you have a very uncommon product size and it's hard to pack a mixed pellet good with, uh, as soon as this is in order. Uh, you cannot define it statically. Um, therefore, there are tools available to determine the normalized uh, load consumption quantity uh, yeah, more sophisticated. Uh, the first thing is uh, there is a tool um, next to the package builder uh, where you can create statistical input, where you can, depending on your product set, uh, within a range, uh, create, yeah, I would say, yeah, artificial freight units, run the package building, analyze the result, mm -hmm. uh, so analyze the mixed pellets and then calculate out of the consolidation capability of the products, a better normalization quantity. So the uh, randomly uh, created freight units um, shall represent kind of the orders that you typically have your, in your system. So you have some options to steer uh, a lower and the maximum uh, mm -hmm. quantity of the products. You can pick exactly Uh, the products that should be in the orders, you can specify how many orders you so want to. So it's like a kind of simulation. Uh, yeah, it's a kind of simulation, um, but already pretty good. So this is, would be the starting point. Mm -hmm. uh, and the second tool that we offer is if you have already uh, in your system then freight orders, so capacity documents that you actually declared after uh, a planning process as okay, so you send them mm -hmm. so on the road, uh, you can actually check the mixed pellets that are within those documents uh, and then determine the normalized load consumption quantity based on real documents. So, so I would call it result. kind of mach machine learning mm -hmm. where you say uh, you take a look at what you've done in the past mm -hmm. and try to improve your normalized load consumption quantity per product. Because then you better know, I mean, in the statistical approach, so you kind of guess uh, how much yes. do I have. If you take a look at the real freight hours, you know exactly what mm -hmm. I had. Uh, and the third tool I want to mention here, and I don't want to go too much into the, the detail of the, of the tools themselves, because uh, they are pretty complicated, um, but also very powerful. So as soon as you have changed your normalization quantities that the package builder um, will then put to the item of the document, you also need a tool to update the documents. So for example, you have still unplanned freight units in the system, you improved your, uh, I would say, determination, then you need to update the documents. So there's a new tool available. As soon as you have changed the determination, you can also run it again so you're not bound to the old values. So uh, to sum it up, we have uh, multiple tools mm -hmm. here to support the customer to come from a static normalization definition to a more realistic 
determination if it's required. If it's not required, you can, of course, uh, ignore those tools. As I already learned, you can switch it on and yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. So the, uh, yeah, the three, three ways, really, it starts very simple. So just product-based uh, conversion into normalized quantities. You can simulate, which is a bit uh, a successor or what we already had available in TM95 and, and, and 1809, where we kind of simulated the packages and wrote this estimated uh, quantities into the route and now a complete new way of doing this is the statistical approach mm -hmm. where you kind of uh, look in okay what really what happened so far and assuming that's a valid uh, approach you um, use use that values of course most likely in the future there will be other ways and in the end uh, you can also have your own ways and yeah, by, sure. by bodies to kind of uh, Because it's very to, to predict, and the point here is, I don't know if we already made it pretty clear, this is really, so what is my expectation on how how much of a quantity will I consume? And this is not only, I mean, we always don't always have the full or the idle world where we fill up a complete pallet. That makes it complicated. If we would know, I'm, I don't know, like 10% of a euro pallet, then it's pretty clear that I'm 10%. But If traditionally this product uh, cannot be combined with something else, and typically on a tour, there is only half a pallet, and I cannot combine it with something, if I now would always uh, think, ah, there is uh, plenty of space left, I would overload the truck. That's the what makes it really uh, complicated here. So it's not a, it cannot be just a static to come to a feasible mm -hmm. result. It cannot be a static calculation. Uh, you, you need to actually consider realistic uh, uh, pallets. Yeah, this is uh, now a good point, I think, to start the discussion uh, or the, the explanation of the overall planning process. So this was uh, my next question. It sounds like a very sophisticated solution and it should have a lot of impact on the overall planning process, so package building. Yeah, and maybe I didn't optimizer. say that in the beginning very clear. I mean, the uh, for, for the second reason why we tackled this problem, uh, it is very clear what the goal is. The end-to-end -end planning process should not create after all of the steps are finally executed and we have a lot of customers having set this up to run automat automatically in background. So in the morning, the planner comes into the office and he checks what our uh, planning steps have executed. And uh, the final goal of that is to create as many as possible freight documents that are completely okay from a planning purpose. Uh, so not overloaded, mm -hmm. not underutilized. So after the load planning, all of the top level package materials, the routing is okay, the load planning is okay. So there are no free pallet spaces. There is no unloaded cargo so that the planner And to make this very clear, this is, of course, the ultimate goal. But depending on what Bernd has already said, there are some exceptional products, there are some exceptional situations where a manual rework of freight orders might be required. So to make it very clear, depending on the product set and the orders that are coming in that day, and depending on the customer scenario, Uh, the number of manually to adjust freight orders might vary from zero. Mm -hmm. So if you have a very pr a pretty straightforward planning scenario, the ultimate goal 
uh, can maybe be rich, but if you have a more heterogeneous scenario where you uh, know there is a set of products, there is a set of uncommon top-level package materials that I don't use very often, and if all of this comes together with maybe some product incompatibilities or some very, very specific customer constraints, so there is a customer that wants to have uh, his items on a very, very specific palette with uh, very specific attributes, It might occur that some of the freight orders uh, need to be changed. Mm -hmm. But from a process point of view, and we are now going to start discussion mm -hmm. how a typical planning process would look like and where would be the spot to uh, determine the load consumption and the normalized load consumption quantities. Um, yeah, it's mm -hmm. always a combination. Maybe I, I, I'd like to explain the point here uh, maybe with two extremes. Huh? So uh, typically if we discuss it. So there's Basically, you could, if you think simplistic, you could start uh, two ways. You could say, okay, I have, let's say, 10 freight units. Um, every freight unit is, let's say, physically, it's a tenth uh, of, of a pallet, so to say. But you don't know uh, what, what are the other freight units that I will go with in the same planning run and then finally truck. So one way, what is sure is I'm tenth of a pallet. So for sure, I need a pallet. So you could say, okay, I'm the equivalent of one pallet, normalized pallet footprint. So if, and that is right, if I'm the only freight unit of that type and nothing can be combined with me, if I'm now uh, do a planning run and I have 10 of those freight units, but each, let's say, incompatible in, in terms of I can put it on the same truck and I have a capacity of 10 to make it easier to calculate, then this is the right approach because I will need 10 different pallets. I cannot stack them. I have to put all the materials on 10 different pallets. So if you think like that, it's pretty logic to say, hmm, I'm um, one, whatever. If I'm less than a pallet, I calculate myself a pallet, then I'm on the safe side. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty empty. Most likely, if I'm not in such an extreme situation, the truck is very empty because I have 10 <laughs> empty, yeah. more or less empty uh, uh, pallets on the truck. On the other side, if I always consume, I can combine anything with anything, then I'm, yeah, so I, same situation and I, for all this, I have now 10 different freight units, which could be, which can be combined with, um, with all um, other materials, or, or maybe, no, no, sorry, cannot be combined with other materials. I have 10 different freight units, and now I say, hmm, okay, I'm only t a tenth of a pallet, so I am calculate myself as uh, 10%. Then uh, all 10 freight units would only, let's say, plan planning logic, only consume one pallet footprint, because each of them is only a tenth uh, of a pallet. In the real world, The truck is already full with yeah, 10%. What looks like 10% utilization is full utilization. And what we exactly try to address with a simulation, even more maybe with a statistical approach, is okay, what is a realistic uh, pallet? So if I'm typically on a, let's say, 60% full um, pallet on, on, on my, my travels, then I can use that as a. So mm -hmm. I'm. Uh, use that uh, instead of assuming full pallets, etc. I think that is the background, which makes it also complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And so, all and of the is, mm -hmm. complex process starts with the freight unit builder. Mm -hmm. So the freight unit builder creates the freight units. Uh, and when you are in such a scenario, the package building is activated and it will 
determine for each of the freight unit line items what we've just discussed, so the load consumption quantity, so the package builder checks how this item is really packaged, so it goes onto a Euro pallet, the next item goes into a pallet cage, so there is the load consumption quantity coming from, and it also checks is there a definition for the normalized load consumption unit of measure and determines the value on the line item, and then the freight unit builder aggregates this like we have described, uh, the normalization quantity on the freight unit route, and the load consumption quantity per package unit of measure into the package material so overview. So question. after the freight unit building, you find the freight units in the system. They are still unplanned in that process, but you get exactly the information based on all of the quantities. Even before the pallet is built, actually. Even before the pallet is built. This is yeah. So then you have the freight units. On the resource level, and we, I think we also talked a little bit about this, so the resources now in the system, they define their capacity not in a real packaging material, but in the normalization unit of measure, so that the VSR optimizer then receives the freight units and all of the constraints that are attached to that, times, loading, uh, uh, durations, mm -hmm location, opening hours and stuff like that. So this is completely untouched by this and he receives the resources and now can do the routing decision not based on a pieces unit of measure or a different capacity. Still, of course, you have the uh, capacity constraints of the weight and the volume. This doesn't go away. But in addition, the VSR can also now match the freight units using the normalization quantity to the capacity of the resource. So it's like pre-work for optimization. Right. And then the outcome of that process are the capacity documents created by the VSR. So for example, road freight orders, but this also works for container units and trailer units and stuff like that. So it's not limited to truck loads. Uh, and then on those documents, you find then, of course, the aggregation of the freight units that are assigned to that capacity document. So you check the freight orders and you see how much real packaging material is in there and how much normalized quantity is in there. Yeah, maybe one um, excursion, so to say. So what we, uh, what, what Markus just described, is a scenario where we have where we start with freight units which are to be uh, um, palletized. We still have and had also scenarios where the kind of freight unit is already a pallet. There it's more simple, I think, for, for the material, we then derive the normalized uh, quantity directly from the material master. So we would still know I have a industry pallet, certain material type, and in the material master of that industry pallet, I have the conversion into the normalization as described earlier for the product mm -hmm. same maintenance and then from then you would also know the pellet but of course pellet or normalized pellet footprint more precise because that pellet is not gonna change i mean that's just to um, complete that picture and exactly and as a result you now have um, a freight order with an estimate on most likely or before package building what the um, utilization in terms of pellet normalized pellet most likely look like still you're not sure yeah? so it's no uh, package building done so far it's still on these statistical numbers or simulation numbers so far yeah but i think the deviation should not be so so much for example yeah. if you yeah, uh, to mm -hmm. prove this now mm -hmm. the next process mm -hmm. step happens and again you can set it up automatically so then 
if you are in a scenario of the consolidation package building, consolidation package building creates the real mixed pellets within the capacity document. And then comes the load planning, mm -hmm. actually positioning those pellets into the resource. Uh, so for example, if your truck has a capacity of, let's say 10 pellet spots, you run the consolidation package building. And again, so far, the VSR has made this decision of how much freight units do I assign to the resource based on the normalized load consumption. Now comes the proof mm -hmm. point after the consolidation package building, the result should of course be 10 pallets. Or depending on if there is different packaging material, the proof point is the next proof point. That would be the load planning. Do all of my top level packages fit into the resource? So this would then be the end-to-end -end process, mm -hmm. freight unit building, VSR tour planning, then the consolidation package building, then the load planning and your freight order is completely utilized from, I would say, a, a floor space uh, point of view. Of course, uh, depending on the pallet height, there can be from a volume perspective still uh, something to fit in there. But then this end-to-end -end process led to a capacity document that is completely fine from a planning point of view. But it sounds really great. So this means that we have optimization in every process that we start in from package building. I, 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 I would uh, state it a little bit different. Uh, we have many optimization steps then, mm -hmm. and they are now much closer connected to each other. So the normalization quantities kind of bring those process steps closer together to enable each of the process step to make a better decision. Mm -hmm. Great. Maybe coming um, to as a document guy to the how do we store those uh, results then and what's gonna change uh, in in the document uh, after? Also let's say we have the freight order before uh, uh, package building, and at that point in time we we have an estimate on header level about the normalization, and uh, we have a capacity. So by the way, uh, it's also partner of the utilization both the node and the UI. So we have an explicit uh, utilization uh, for that now. It's integrated into the overall utilization, etc. But it, let's say that's now um, still not confirmed by package building. So what we do is we aggregate the estimates um, on, on header level. But what we still again, or what we now see in the freight order is already, okay, I have like 10, um, let's say two B, 10, let's say, to um, be euro pallets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have the equivalent of uh, 10 uh, euro pallets unpackaged on my uh, truck for materials which are going on euro pallets and five industry pallets type A and four industry pallets type B. And you uh, see also. this all in one screen. Exactly. So in that, one is, that is an information I put mm -hmm. a freight order, as Markus mentioned, up to a certain length uh, as a concatenate, concatenated version because it's one to N and there's a subnote for it. And you would know it's, but it's so, it's not yet confirmed. It's not yet packed really mm -hmm. because it's still assuming that it's I'm estimation. on a typical load. Exactly. And now the package building is creating package items. In the package item, if a package of material, the package of material has a simple conversion into the normalized quantities. And then we would see the 
in the same view, but kind of confirmed, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the same quantities again. And it can be different, of course, if I have a very uncommon pattern of freight units on my truck, which is very different from all my history, then the deviation is higher, as Marcus mentioned earlier. If I'm on a standard scenario, it's, you may not even see a change. Yeah? If it's uh, uh, my standard tool that's every day the same with similar freight units, then maybe after package building, ideally, it's the same numbers, maybe only changing after the second digit or so. But this, unfortunately, really depends, of course, on reality. So it's um, um, as a statistic based. But as mentioned, so then now we have this package item, have a calculation on the package item level, and this is then used instead of the estimates uh, on, uh, on header, uh, on aggregation level for the document. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe I would mm. like to spend some words on uh, the manual process mm -hmm. of now improving a freight order. So taking the example of a freight order that contains Euro pallets and pallet cages and you as a planner figure out well, one of the Euro pallets still has some space left and one of the pallet cages still has some space left, you can browse through your f still unplanned freight units And using the package material overview field, you will immediately see, because in that scenario, you would, of course, search for freight units that would, first of all, have both top-level packaging materials in there and not something else. And you can immediately see by the quantity, would it fit into what I still have open. So you don't need to go into then or by try and error or go into the freight units and figure out what is in there. So you can do a mapping between the yeah, still open capacity in the freight order and what is actually required in the freight unit to then improve the utilization of the freight order. And these fields are visible also in cockpit. Yeah. So you can, you do not need to go to the document. Yeah. Utilization is a very good uh, uh, keyword here, so to say, because there's one special thing. So, again, there are two ways on looking at it. So, in let's say you are you you have uh, pallets, and as you said, after package building, we do have pallets as a result. So now, if I look at the truck, he has a capacity for 10 standard pallets, and I have the equivalent of 10 standard pallets on that truck. You could say it's full; it's 100 utilization, mm -hmm. and that is true in a way. On the other hand, if those pallets are only half full, the truck is half full. That's another version of the truth, ignoring weight and volume for the moment. So if all that is uncritical, but the pallet footprint is a critical dimension. So you could both say, you could say it's, it's full or it's half full. It's Schrödinger's utilization. Huh? <laughs> so, um, uh, and, and wh what does it depend on? Um, basically, it's um, if I if I cannot change the pallets, if they are fixed for me, like in a scenario where I do the pallet uh, planning on, let's say, on the first or on the second stage, um, where we can vary and, and change the pallets, and on the other stage, I, the pallets are the pallets, I cannot touch them, they are wrapped and everything, then if it's unchangeable, uh, then the utilization should be this 100%. So it's a helpful pallet, but I can cannot do anything about it. That's why there is in the document type, there's a setting where you can define that a pallet footprint, if as soon as there's a pallet, is considered 100%. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So, so it doesn't matter how full, full it's 100%. Exactly, because you cannot do anything. It's like, also mm -hmm. like a, 
it's like a forwarder also. So if, if I have half a pallet, it's, I cannot put something on my customer's pallet, so to say. Yeah, that is one way. The other option, if I'm in a process of optimizing those pallets, like what Markus mm -hmm. described earlier, I could still add mm -hmm. as many freight units as uh, I already have on the truck, ideally, if they have the right mix. And, um, and in those cases, the what we introduce is a setting on document type where you can say, okay, calculate the utilization of, or take the utilization of a pallet, like yeah, I'm only 50% full, and only apply this mm -hmm. factor to the utilization. So if I have one pallet which is 20% full, then it only consumes 20% of that virtual normalized quantity. Because I can add more freight units that will yeah. consume freight units. That's a bit complicated. It sounds strange. Why would I look different on utilizations? But if you think about it, and we did so together with our customers mm -hmm. here, um, it is too Yeah. two ways of looking at the yeah. same so, so it's always a question of the planning phase so am I still in the phase of improving the I, I would say my palette mm -hmm. uh, and the second phase would actually be the question can load planning put more pallets into the resource independently of how they look like uh, so as soon as the floor space is consumed and I'm not in the split deck scenario I mean from a load planning perspective it's then full so, and a customer needs to make his mind up in which scenario he is. So, do I have, for example, fixed pallets? So, and then is, again, this is the steps that you need to decide from the very beginning, yeah, yes? Yeah. Okay. It's in document type. It's in document type, so it's, it's... It's copied into the document, so I know we have customers that... Uh, Uh, try to minimize the document type. So if you have other means, you can also change that. This is setting. what my question, for example, mm. if you have a different document type and from one document type, it's document, okay, it's fixed, it cannot be changed and optimized. And in the other, for example, yes. So, and if you have such a kind of mix belt, what, what is then? Um, it's anyway, if, if the palette is already defined, let's say in the predecessor, so like freight unit base, or I mm -hmm. have a package unit, which is assigned as a package unit to the truck, then, uh, and it's coming already from freight unit building, then there's anyway no chance of uh, optimizing something mm -hmm. on it, then it's always considered irrespective of the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, regarding the whole utilization uh, discussion, I think for me, as soon as we are in a load planning scenario, it's always important to also take a look at the 3D visualization of the situation in the truck. I think it is very hard to express, like Bernd ha has explained, there are multiple dimensions coming into the same utilization information. And it's always a good idea to check the visualization. Then you immediately see how much is the floor space utilized. You immediately see how high are my pallets. And this gives an additional indicator Is it okay or do I still have to do something? I mean, this is basically the key information that the planner requires. Do I have to act or is the planning result okay? And I think so adding to this, as I'm not really sure, you might be correct me. We have also the new fields for this utilization. So now you, you can, for example, see that you're in the chart. So your remaining space, for example, and what is mm. what is used already. So this is also should be helpful for that's what you yeah. already said. Not only mm -hmm. the 3D model, but you can also see on the document mm -hmm. type already. Yeah. Is it correct? Yeah, exactly. So in the, in the past, we kind of implicitly in a way considered the pieces, pieces to uh, utilization. So it was part of the overall utilization, but it had for good reasons not a, its own utilization because it was so 
uh, vague, vaguely mm -hmm. uh, defined. Now we have that defined field for the normalized load consumption uh, quantity specifically here. And so we introduce that explicit utilization in normalized load consumption quantity also to the utilization UIs, even to the backend. So there's a persistence of that in our utilization node that we introduced with 9.5 and 18.0. Oh. Nine. Nine? Nine. Yeah, I think it, it, it came then. So where we st yeah. went from uh, to persist that um, explicitly, and and now we enhance it with a uh, with this normalized load consumption. So you can also define what kind of utilization you would like. To exactly, see. you can this search by that. So you can say, I, I look for something where I still have uh, five uh, standard pallets left. Utilization, as always, and that's a stage compartment uh, dimension animal. So it's a bit multidimensional, but uh, still, in the end, I would know uh, the most critical uh, utilization. Oh, maybe I should also make a podcast about utilization. Huh? Okay, that's another story. Uh, so the, in the most critical stage, etc., I have still two pallets left. Yeah. But this is actually really great news, and it sounds like we have... We, we make a really huge step forward to, for example, to plan like with real data, so to, to have the sophisticated yeah. result and to optimize our results. So our it was always a bit embarrassing to, as a planning solution, have that kind of vague definition mm -hmm. of pallets. No, no part we were specifically uh, proud of, and, and I'm personally really happy that we now have that explicit modeling. Still, way to go. As I said, as loading meter stuff, conversion, all that may need some re flexibility, uh, but at least I think we have a, a significant step forward in expressing what a palette and the normalized palette actually means and how it's uh, represented in our system. Yeah. Also, what I want to mention is what was great for me that we really had some customers working closely together with us and explaining us in detail how they work currently and what they would expect from TM to improve their planning so quality. So this was not something data. we made up, mm -hmm. uh, but it was really closely uh, together designed uh, with some customers. So we are pretty sure that uh, this is the right way to go. As always, we're not done. Uh, but I think it was, again, a huge step. It's really amazing. So thank you a lot, firstly, for a great explanation. Even I <laughs> started to understand what is it, and I hope this will also be really helpful for our customers and we will receive also a great yeah. feedback and also maybe yeah. some other input for, for the next steps to optimize because, as you mentioned, this is machine learning, so the more data we use and the, the more data we become, so the better are the results. And you can just watch the system learning and uh, <laughs> lean back. Uh, yeah. Also <laughs> important to mention there is, uh, for this complicated topic, Uh, we spend a lot of effort to come up with a reasonable and good documentation. Mm -hmm. um, so really a lot of time has went into that. There are uh, Monday knowledge snippets available. So there is information out there. We will also, as yeah. soon as we're completely done, um, we will come up with a best practice guide for this uh, to support, I think, all of the upcoming projects. Band. That's a plan, of course. Plan may change. Maybe you know. docu documentation <laughs> to this. Oh, this is not development. <laughs> this is just a guide. <laughs> yeah. Um, but would we also link this documentation to this podcast so the people also... Yeah, but I think typically the, the place to go for, for this detailed stuff is... 
Uh, oh. our, um, it's a, okay, either the help portal for the, let's say, the, the standard documentation. Besides that, I think typically if you follow the Monday Knowledge snippets or our uh, oh, SDN or what is it? Yeah, SDN page. Or our, right, our LinkedIn community is also always a good spot too. Exactly, yeah. Typically, yeah, we, we would use a communication officer, of course. Uh, I will best. distribute this share yeah, and so I'm always eager to hear the feedback from the customers you, regarding this. If you follow us on, on, on Twitter, on LinkedIn or uh, SCN, it's kind of hard to miss uh, those uh, details, or those documents, I think, I hope. Nevertheless, thank you so much for a great input, great information. You explained everything fine, and I hope uh, I'm. Thank you a lot for being here and to have the possibility to ask and to the questions and to communicate with you. And I am already waiting for the new episodes, and I am already hearing what is next. So thank you a lot, and yeah, have a you. nice day. Yes, thank you for having us here. And